Mic check, one, two. Tom, use your word. Hey, you. That's original freak. You guys talk a lot about, I mean, keeping, uh, you know, your business uh, a passion. And, like, for you, Tom, you know, you've been a part of a number of things that, that I'm sure were part of, uh, I mean, uh, a passion of yours in helping and giving back to people. Right. What have you learned along the way of, of setting up something like a nonprofit to feed into a passion of yours? Yeah, the out of all the different things, like doing pure nonprofit work, doing pure business, uh, a pure profit work, um, and then like hybrid in between, um, it, it, the, my biggest lessons learned with all that is uh, is being very clear on what it is that I, that I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to do it. Um, so if I'm doing a nonprofit, uh, you know, I mean, there's rules to that game. You know what I mean? So really understanding those rules, uh, really understanding what it's going to take to make that successful, and then uh, and then deciding is like, hey, is that what I want to be a part of? Because uh, so just quickly on the nonprofit thing is, is you have to be very careful again lessons learned you know for me is is that uh you know we created a nonprofit uh to to do this amazing work that's helping human beings you know and when i say nonprofit um my first lesson learned in that is like nonprofit is big profit for some people mm-hmm. which i didn't know <laughs> i was like no people make nonprofits to uh, help people and do good stuff not true in all cases right. you know um so that was a big lesson learned for me on that category is like, okay, no, hey, we want to stay at an 80% or 90% nonprofit, meaning, you know, 80 cents of every dollar goes to a human being, you know what I mean? Not an idea or a campaign, but a human being. It's like in order to do that, you have to raise money, you know, so raising money on a nonprofit, you know, is uh, super hard. Well, raising money in any in any sure. endeavor is super hard. For nonprofit, you know, is really hard. But you know, you figure it out, you nail it, you get it down, and then you do your processes and you do uh, what you're trying to do for those human beings, and it's awesome. The thing you have to be careful of too is that uh, is that you don't turn into or that I you know thing that I had to be careful of was that uh you know you end up getting this money, doing these wonderful things. And then those wonderful things now require more money to keep going on because it's a nonprofit. So one of the lessons learned for me was is that you have to be very careful in managing your money and how you spend it because otherwise I would turn into just a fundraising machine. You know what I mean? It's like everything got kind of flipped where it's like, no, I was super passionate about helping and that's where I got my satisfaction and my love and everything. But then hey, we need to raise money. Well, I'm the guy that can get the money. So then I just run around trying to raise money and I'm not doing my passion, which is helping the folks. So that was a big uh, lesson learned in, in managing that piece. Um, you know, and there's a bunch of experts out there. But again, back to be careful who you take advice from, you know. And um, so on that piece of it, and then obviously Scott and I's bootstrap which we have the most experience <laughs> with is uh to me is like the hardest but also like really rewarding and then i and then i have experience with um from the cheap seats well not purely cheap seats you know I've, you know i mean they cost those seats you know to sit in but of like hey getting investors you know what i mean and being a part of that uh where it's hey it's your own money involved in it but also you're bringing an investor money to and that being in a service-based business, you know, I mean, at Warrior's Heart. 
so uh, so I've got some new experiences in uh, in that endeavor but you know Josh and Lisa handle the actual what all that really means you know because mm-hmm. I'm back to good to great you know what I mean I try to stay within my own lane of what mm-hmm. I'm what I'm really good in and uh, all the while still learning mm-hmm. you know but really staying in my core competencies you know yeah. and providing that to whatever team I'm involved in you know what I mean of of, of my core competencies. What, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about as it relates to um, an entrepreneurial venture is a lot of people start them after having had a career. We started ours after having had a career. Mm-hmm. There's people that are going to spend eight, 10, maybe 20 years somewhere, even three. Um, and my first business mentor, a guy by the name of Richard Casey, uh, who took me under his wing. He had a, a bank and um, just really an amazing human. Unfortunately, he passed a few years ago. Uh, taught me and reminded me that <clears throat> I had a lot of people tell me, in my case specifically, like, hey, you're, you're throwing away 17 years because I had three years before I you know, would have got a retirement. And I was getting out like you're throwing away. So there's no throwing away there. It's throwing away if I don't leverage it, mm-hmm. but it's cumulative. So it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter how long you've been where you're at. It, none of that matters. All that matters is that you know that everything you've done in your life parlays somehow into what you can do as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And really what you should do is leverage it because for from the outside for example tom and i's entrepreneurial venture now is we're, we're in year 10 and someone say oh it only took you 10 years to make x or 10 years to do this it's like no it took 30 years or it took 27 years yeah. right the other stuff counts the other stuff matters because it's not just business experience i have so much life experience and people experience and relationships and hiring firing and team building and inspiring you name it whatever it is that all parlays into now so for those naysayers out there in the world that tell people oh you're you're walking away from everything you've invested in it's like it's bullshit mm-hmm. um it's that's the foundation to help springboard you to where you need to go if you choose to look at it that way. Um, and it was just an important thing for me. And, and also, you know, here we are 10 years into this. We started out by, you know, joining a startup, me getting fired, Tom walking away, us starting a tactical training company, doing that for two years, splitting off, diving into the entrepreneurial world, meeting a guy who worked for Steve Jobs, getting him walked into to, to Red Bull, Tom meeting Josh Lannon, starting yeah. Warrior's Heart because we did a veteran experience and touched his heart and made him cry, I'm sure, right? All this shit had to happen, right? And, and, grinding. And it's grinding, it's messy and, and hustling and never losing sight of, and the bigger point here is like there was never any going back. Like, I'm not going back. That's what I know. I'm going forward. I'm going to help people. I'm going to speak. Tom's going to help people. He's going to build a rehab. How? It ended up being, you know, millions of dollars got invested, you know, and, and, and now Tom's helping run that and his vision's coming to life. And now, you know, we never planned on having a podcast. (laughs) And here we are, right? It's um, and only because why can we speak the way we do? It's because of the last ten years out here grinding, um, making mistakes. I've lost friendships because business deals have gone bad. Mm-hmm. I've lost a, a, 
lots of money because business deals have gone bad. I've made lots of money because business deals have gone great. The key is, and it was said to me by a wise person years ago whenever I was way deep in debt and times were rough, and he asked me, he said, are you still in the game? I said, yeah. He said, good, keep going. Yeah. That's it. It's like, hey, fucking big deal. <laughs> You're telling me the same thing I went through, dude. So it's like, why do people, why did I think it should be any different? Why does anyone think, you know, if it took them 10 years to make VP at this company, well, fuck, it's probably going to take another 10 years to make yourself a president, you know, in yeah. your own company. Um, you know, stop thinking it's going to be easy. It was never easy. Entrepreneurial ventures are new. They're going to be difficult. The price tag, the price tag of success is failure. It's the only way you're going to learn. You're not going to listen. A lot of what we're saying, you're not even yeah. going to listen to, but at least it's going to make you think. Yeah. That whole deal of like overnight success. Oh, that dude's an, or female, you know, is an overnight success. Like, yeah, whoa, overnight success, like what, 30 years <laughs> and one night. <laughs> you know what I mean? It made them an overnight success. And it was just funny. I, I just was thinking of, as you were talking of, because uh, the guy is super popular now, Gary V. You yeah. Know, Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, when we first when we first uh, started on this venture, he just had a book and it was some wine guy. Crushing. You, you know what I mean? And he was talking, is that what it was called? Mm -hmm. Crushing it? And, um, we'll crush and we it. read it, you know, and, um, you know what I mean? And just, you know what I mean? The, at that time, it was how to work social media. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, how to do all that stuff, which was huge information for us, you know, in 2011, you know, yeah. and um, 12, whatever it was. 11, and, uh, yeah. But anyway, I was just kind of thinking about, like, just looking at his, like, if you sat down, it's like, oh, that guy, you know, he's an overnight success kind of deal. It's like, ask him his story, you know what I mean? Just like, and I would imagine that's the case with at least 99% of the people out there. I mean, some people may have gotten lucky with IT or hit it on a product, you know, but I don't the think dot so. The dot-com boom or, yeah, or whatever dot -com that meant. something, but it was like, uh, but if you ask, that's what we love doing is saying like, man, you know, how, well, did, you, how did you get here? Yeah. Look at the story, you know what I mean? That's where all the richness is. That was, because it's always the same story. Epic failures, you know what I mean? Epic wins, you know, and everything along the way, I almost quit and then, or I did quit and then, but it's just these, always these really, really amazing stories. Yeah, know? because even if there was a dot-com person, so to speak, what if you got their backstory, they had to put up with getting called a geek in high school and all the shit they were doing, or whatever it was, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're laughing, but yet they paid at some point. Um, there is no free lunch is, is uh, I think, a really good takeaway for anybody that's that's going out there. And, and I would say that what appeared, this holds true even to date, what have appeared to be these massive like introductions where doors are going to get swung open and, oh, my God, it's going to happen. Kingmakers. Fucking almost always never happen. <laughs> and it's the door that somebody walks up and just either unlocks it or cracks it. That's it. And you got to put your shoulder. I We had to put our shoulder into it, put a fucking charge on it, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, be still willing to um, have the amateur mindset. Stay, stay green. Stay fresh. Understand you don't know it all yet. And wait until you do. I mean, the 10 years, 10,000 hours thing, there's truth to it. Why the hell should anyone be able to walk into something two years later and, and spit on it? Be willing to pay the same price tag everyone else did. 
and I would the other thing I'd say is at some point Tom already hit on it we had to make decisions for ourselves. the only way you're going to maintain your power throughout a process that has so many highs and lows is to make your own decisions especially your hard calls because if i would go back and say well we did this because my friend john told me to do it well that's a fucking victim mm-hmm. right that's me passing it's like no i have to get all the data get all the data and just like <laughs> any good leader make the and and own the final decision you know, make sure you can live with it. I had to make sure I I could live with the decisions I made that's Tom that Thomas made. And that way the other point of that is that way when the success comes and Cheers. it will and it has, there's also fucking no one's gonna say, Oh, you're there because of me. Mm-hmm. No. I might be here because you gave me an opportunity. Now, if I wouldn't have used that opportunity and I would fail, that same person wouldn't want to take credit for my failure. So I'll be damned if they're gonna get credit for the success. Yeah, and that just the mindset too, which is super helpful is, is like, Hey, no one owes you anything. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like yep. you, you don't deserve anything. Oh, because I've done this in the past. Like, Hey, like that gives me a pass or something, or I'm kind of entitled or something yeah. like that. You can pass like, big wins. Just the mindset, you know, and for us, it was like, no one cares about your last operation. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, what are you doing now? You know, kind of deal, but just that mindset. Cause I found myself, you know, in tough times, kind of getting a little self-pity, like, what the fuck, like, all I've done. <laughs> Look at all then, I've and done. Why, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that kind of crap. And it's like, man, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just true. It's not yeah. being mean. It's like, hey, nobody cares about what I did in the past. Like, as it pertains to me being an entrepreneur and trying to make money. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They only cared about like what service I'm bringing or what product I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's been very helpful for me and and we we just that's our normal kind of mindset on most days. You know what I mean? It's just that mindset of it's like, hey man, nobody owes me nothing. I know what I'm worth. I know who I am. Uh, I know what products I'm bringing to the table. I know what I can deliver on, and there's a price for that. You know, and that was, I mean that's very simply said. But I mean, oh, yeah, I thought know. I was damn well put and to, it's <laughs> taken that, them the last 30 the plus the years to yeah. get there. And the rest of, po- of everything we talked about, the podcast just goes to those simple statements. But it's a lot of a lot of work and always be willing to look outside the purview of what you are comfortable with, uh, because that's where the gold's going to lie. Almost always. It's it's me being forced to test my own belief systems around why any one thing has to be done this way or that. Um, at the end of the day, it can be done any way you want. It's the age of technology. It, we, it's the consumer base and business strategy is changing every day. Um, so there is no one way. Um, and, the, and I would say as well, especially in the leadership development and personal development space, um, I've never looked at competition to figure out how to beat them. Yeah. I've never looked at competition, period. Uh, I'm not telling you it's what you should do because that's a stupid piece of advice in some businesses. <laughs> um, yet for the most part in, in the world that, that we're in now in that development space, I know I don't want to be like anyone else in it. No. I, I, and, and, and so 
I don't even want to pollute my head with what they're doing or how they're doing it. In fact, I wish them well. If they're better, yeah. maybe you should go see them. Um, yeah, I know as long as I do it my way, if we do it our way, authentic to Tom's point, who we are, why we are, knowing where we're going, we'll attract the right people. Yeah. And we want to be around the right people. We know that that's a thing. Your product, your service, whatever the fuck it is, it is not for everyone. So don't think it is. <laughs> you know, what we do is not for everyone. The way we consult Tom's rehab facility, uh, it's not for everyone. Get good and in fact get great at what it is you're doing make what it is you're doing great make it different do it different set yourself apart i mean there no two thumbprints are alike no two snowflakes are alike why the fuck should we emulate anyone then it's impossible at the end of the day get the data and then make the hard calls yourself i think one of the coolest things in for me to getting to know you guys and kind of your journey as entrepreneurs was the the kind of effect that it had like on you guys as brothers i mean i think it was cool just to hear about some of the ways that you got to know each other even more and like some of the some of the situations (laughs) that you were in when you were on the road as far as like picking up business and that kind of thing being able being forced really by by means to be staying in the same room together like Uh learning each other on different levels uh as brothers i think it's one of the coolest things so what what can you guys share on even that part of your guys's journey oh don't worry tom i got this you got it oh yeah it's like i got nothing yeah no no no, i got so but i was like no dude nate is nate's been dying to ask this question i know right where he wants me to go so i won't disappoint What, what nate's getting at is although tom and i have been you know super close uh since the day he was five right i won't say since the day we were born right um (laughs) um, through the years of military starting families getting married we were in different units even when we were in the same unit we never worked side by side we didn't we'd never known each other in a professional capacity aside from your reputation with guys i knew that worked with you and vice versa right So after the magic, your fired phone call came and you and I started business together, right? right? We were scrapping to make ends meet. And so we would always stay in the same hotel room. For sure. Yep. Sometimes in the same bed. bed. (laughs) That's a true story. If they only had a, a, you know, at least it was a queen, I think. I think Um, so. And back then you twitched a lot. You still like fucking sleeping with this guy was like sleeping sleeping in a vibrating bed. Um, (laughs) What's going on with Tom over there? Um, But one of the coolest moments for me getting to know you, right, this guy who I thought I knew inside and out. Um, and, 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 you know, we're both, I knew we were both big readers. Yeah. I always read nonfiction, spiritual, psychological, personal development, heavy, deep fucking philosophy. And I assumed that you did as well. Mm-hmm. But as I watched you go through your nightly ritual for the first time in my life, which included a shower, me rolling your, your neck and back out. Yeah. Right. You putting on your fuzzy socks, yeah. keep your feet warm. Uh, you taking your sleep meds, getting comfortable. I pulled my book out and then you pulled your book out and I looked over and it had this like orb on the front of it and maybe like this Viking princess goddess looking troll thing. Dark elf. Maybe. Dark elf maybe. And I was like, dude, uh, wh- what are you reading? 
and you're like, oh, this is, you know, book five in the 18-book series of the dark spells of angels of death. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> like, how long have you been reading this stuff? And you're like, oh, for, for a long time, like for a lot of years. So this is one of my favorite authors. And then you began to tell me about rock trolls and this elven creatures <laughs> and these, these horrific, horrific creatures and then men of great strength and women mm. of even more deviant strength and power. Mm. And I found out that my brother, the Delta Force sniper team leader, was really into crazy ass, mysterious magic. books of magic. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, when did you pick up the magic? I picked up the magic at about. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget whenever I picked it up. <laughs> one one would never forget this. Yeah, it was uh, somehow. It was. I'll tell you exactly when. I don't remember what trip it was. It was probably. Might have been 04, 05 time frame. I uh, went to Germany uh, on the way, you know, I mean, to Iraq. And I was like, I was looking for some book to read, whatever. And I remember sometime when I'm past, I read this one author, like part of, and it was kind of entertaining. And I was just looking for something to like, that disconnected my mind. Like I said, we usually read meaningful, educational learning stuff. And I was like, yeah, fuck all of that. Man. I just need some <laughs> Brother needs here. to check out. Yeah, I just needed like whatever. So I went the sci-fi fantasy route because I liked Lord of the Rings and stuff, but I'd never tried reading a book kind of in that thing. Mm -hmm. So that's whenever I picked up my first one, you know, was probably Do you remember Germany the title? And oh, five, huh? Do you remember the title of the book? Yeah, Running with Demons. <laughs> You kind of matched up with the times. Running you know with I mean? demons. That was appropriate. And, uh, man, I can't uh, remember the guy, the author's name, but that was just the beginning of, of like a whole, that was my intro into it. From that moment on, um, that's what I started. And again, it was a lot of times it was, uh, sometimes I would read it during the day, you know, just as a read or something. But most of the time it's just at night, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, I mean, with real life, but come to find out, it is real life. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. And yeah. if you if it you have the if you if you end up having the pleasure of sitting down with Tom, I highly suggest that you ask him about these things because fast forward to about <laughs> four months ago up in D.C., mm -hmm. where circumstantially the three of us ended up in the same hotel room yeah CD. and it was it was 70s decor there was red crush velvet and a lot of chrome and mirrors <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting room it was a nice room it was, it was a nice room in the, you know in our nation's capital and um <laughs> nate and i were having a bit of conversation but we thought we were all going to settle in and try to get to sleep for the night and out of the blue tom's over reading this book with his fuzzy socks on and he's like hey I want y'all to listen to this. And he reads like a three-paragraph inspiring dissertation from one of his warlock creatures that he's reading about. Yeah. And then as he's done, he's like, brilliant, right? And goes back to reading. Next page. Like dropping the, the, the dropping knowledge from the words of wisdom. wizards. Right. Yeah, wisdom. Mm -hmm. from w Wisdom from wizards. And that's what I, you know, maybe there's an episode at some point. There's wisdom, you know, wizard wisdomry. Yeah, brought, to, yeah. You, Just, brought yeah. to you by Tom. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at another time, maybe you can share something you've learned about me, but I don't know that anything's going to trump the fact that I figured out that you lived in an alternate universe every evening. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anything will trump that other than I found out like like you sleep naked. Oh, <laughs> even when I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I think when we were in the same bed, though, you know, you kept it clean. They were bound. You know what I mean? You, yeah. Yeah, I think you kept them on for that. But if we're separate beds, you know, like, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, you didn't You didn't know. Yeah, didn't. neither did your son until one night. I decided to spend the night over here. Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, yeah. He, he learned that, that as well. That's it. Yeah, Uncle Scott. <laughs> Uncle Scott. <laughs> Uncle Scott. All right, yeah. close us out, Uncle Scott. <laughs> well, this is Uncle Scott coming to you. So, awesome episode today. It's good to be back in the North Carolina studio. We did a lot of filming out in California. And uh, good to be home, good to get some time home, and uh, good to recharge. Um, I feel like we definitely have a lot more to share that we didn't in the way of success and failure, oh, yeah. um, for sure. And I just definitely like to thank everybody for tuning in, continuing to tune in, continuing to share the message of positivity, of greater power, of choosing one's own path in life. Uh, quit listening to the bullshit other people got planned for you. Go to your truth. Ask yourself the hard question. Don't be afraid of the answer. And once you get it, get to work. Have a great one.